0: Welcome to the Codeplay Culture Podcast, where we discuss tech, gaming, health, and the world around us.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Codeplay Culture Podcast. I am Logan, t- together with my dynamic duo uh, co-host, we got Rui. What, what up, Rui? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you, man? Very good. Um, just got back from the zoo, and the place was, let's just say... You don't want to go on a Friday, you know. It's like hindsight twenty twenty Monday or some place during the week is uh the school trips are like close to the end of year, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so was, was walking around. In other words, yeah, yeah the silverback. Intended like, man, those things are beefy. Those things mm-hmm. are like man, I got to do more pull uh, push ups. You know, I'm like these things when they get smart enough, they're gonna mm-hmm. they don't need us, right? Um and we got our guest today justin oh, sorry, uh, williams how are you
2: dude i am good at doing good thanks
1: uh very happy to be here and uh justin um maybe you want to go a little bit into um like um what you do and and um and why we're all going through this um student mental health through kindness and music um and this is part of our the um the health wellness well-being part of the podcast and the cultural part of the impact and um and some of the work that you're kind of instrumental in um you know in that area
2: yeah for sure um well i guess i'll start by saying I'm, my main job is a teacher so i've spent about 24 or so years teaching most of it in uh elementary classrooms a little bit of it in middle school and um, a lot of what I'm going to talk about today comes from, a, a chunk of it comes from that experience and sort of what I've learned over the years that hasn't worked for me and has worked for me and the things that I sort of think of, I guess, have been helpful in terms of helping students in my class be mentally healthy. I think I'm going to be as, as adventurous as to say that. Um, I also have some lived experience myself. I mean, I'm not sure, Logan, how much you and I have even talked about this, but I do live with bipolar and uh it's a mental illness that um i've had all my life um it's not exactly what people think it is like a lot of people have Mm. this stereotyped image of these extreme personalities Mm. just to cut it short everyone has a base level and everybody goes a bit above that has a little bit of a high goes down it has a little bit of a low that's perfectly natural if you have bipolar then on a recurrent basis you will go higher than most and lower than most and in both those situations it usually needs treatment so so most people have <clears throat> most people have uh b-
1: bipolar but they just have it at a smaller i guess cap of that you know high and low right it's yeah. just basically if it's wider it's now what they call this if it's shorter yeah. then it's you know yeah like that's everybody's like so men- we all have it, it's just like yeah it's like it's somewhere on
2: there yeah everybody's mental health goes up and down right you can do things yep. like after your mental health like you can you know, you can do favorite activities, you can exercise, um, make time for yourself. There's a lot of things you can do for your mental health, just like for your physical health. Like you could eat healthy, you can exercise, you know, drink water, gets lots of sleep. These are all great ways of looking after your physical health. Same way with mental health. And to make the comparison, like you might be really healthy um, and look after your physical health really well, but you can still get a disease, right? You can still get cancer. You know, you right. can still catch viruses. There's all sorts of illnesses you can get. And your, your mental health is the same. And a lot of people confuse mental health with mental illness, but it's not really that. It's like, same thing. We all have mental health. We yeah. don't all have a mental illness. And so mm-hmm. bipolar would be an example of an illness that typically requires some form of treatment. Um, and right. it's usually recurrent. Like mine recurs every over a period of years. So I'll go through, through an exceptional high that is uncomfortable, comes with negative issues. It sounds positive, you know, to just be high, but it's it's not. It's got a right. definitely got a negative impact there, and of course, the depression afterwards is. You know, people are very familiar with that sort of term and the things that sort of go along with it. So today, I guess, just to be clear, we're talking about mental health, not mental illness, and I'm just touching on it because I think that my experience with mental illness has led me um, to care <clears throat> about mental health a lot.
1: Yeah. So did mm-hmm. you were you one of those kind of contextual people that? went through this hardship, realized that, okay, I need to figure out a way out of this. Once you figured out that, you know, this is how I solved it, I need to help other people because I don't want anyone to feel that way. Like, what was your kind of like, you know, journey out or still hovering or dipping in and out of that?
2: Yeah, well, it's very much like you say that it's like um, a big part of it was going years untreated and sort of, you know, witnessing the the havoc it can uh, cause on relationships, life in general, um, and then realizing how how amazing treatment is. I mean, we, we talk about, you know, surgeons, as be, they get all the glory, right? Like surgeons, you know, they save lives. They're psychiatrists, they save lives too. And uh, they don't get quite as much credit out there. But yeah, it's that experience of that that sort of led me to initially focus on my own mental health a little bit more, and then to take that You know, to think like, well, where can we start? How early can we start? Can I have do something about the the children in my care as a teacher? Can I do something to help their mental health? And so I've sort of developed uh, some strategies over the years that work for me. And hopefully that's what I can share today. The one other thing I guess I should mention now is that um, I never quite use the word musician, but I do uh, write songs, play guitar, and over the years, I've done songs most years with my students. And in the last few years, I've started to take them a step further and uh, go into the studio and record them. And it's sort of a collaboration process with a very good friend of mine who's very talented. And we put out these songs that are about kindness and about mental wellness. And I feel that the two are very much tied up together.
1: Yeah, so so that's like incredible because um, – there's so much going on in the world that is counter to that right and um that like so like probably like what 0.5 percent of the people are really pushing what we all need in society which is like that kind of topic and you know the opposite of that is like pushing gangster rap or you know whatever Mm. mainstream music there is um, and you're a bit humble too, right? You, you, um, your stuff is good. You know, your music's good. You know, the harmony, the melody, it's like, it's all produced well, it's quality. And then the fact that you're bringing in, um, I'm not sure if you guys remember f- when you were kid's like big shiny tunes and all those CDs, there was like, sometimes yeah. you can get like, um, a, a cheaper version where the kids sing the lyrics and like, they would sing <laughs> like Backstreet's back or whatever. I forget what those ones, but, um, this is, um, you know, much different, you know, it's kind of just. I'm going to get, I'm going to bring them along the ride with me and in, in that song and, or in the series of songs and indirectly or, uh, teach them without teaching them. Right. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you, if a kid thinks they're being taught, they probably won't learn. Right. You you almost have to like, that's the way it seems. Yeah right? So if you, you can't really self- say, be kind, you know, and beat it into them, you know, like, you know, not it. I'm just saying you can't really like force, Uh, con- you have to like, you know, provide some examples, which, you know, in Troubled Socks, you you, you go into your YouTube, and I watch every one of them, and I'm uh, subscribed, and it's just the art style is incredible. Maybe you can talk a little bit about mm-hmm. like, how do you create those, um those videos, and you do it with the students as well?
2: Yeah, so a lot of it comes out of, we'll we'll, Well, much like you were just saying, you were talking about this, you know, not not over teaching in a way. There's this element of sort of self-discovery that's kind of important, right? Like once a child discovers that, oh, when I'm kind, it feels really good for me too. Not just the person I'm being kind to. So There's this element like you're talking about of sort of a self-discovery, right? You can sort of provide them all the tools with being kind. You can teach them about compliments, about sharing, about including others. But it's really when they go forward and they discover it themselves how good it feels that they go on and so we write these um i don't know i guess it starts out as phrases like literally just children will just write phrases about being kind and we put them up on paper around the room and we start to pull some of them together and you know once you start to get like a theme like once you know the main song on the channel is about this alien who comes to earth and he wants to learn about being kind. Once you've got the theme, then the children start creating more and more ideas around it. Like what should happen to him? What should he do? Um, They write stories about him. He becomes this like character within the room that has a personality. And from that point on, usually I've got some chords going and an idea for a tune. And we sort of just piece it all together, really. And it lives like that in the classroom for a long time, for like a year. Wow. Um, And then eventually in this room, you see here, I, I put together like a little demo of it. And then I take it to my friend's studio, and kind of that's where the magic happened, where it suddenly sounds like a finished product. Wow,
1: yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And how, how do you guys create the um the the art of that? Do you draw that stuff? Like, I know I know that you and the uh, uh, other people in 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 our group, like they they're very artistic, right? Like, yeah, um, there's a lot you know, of artists yeah, but, there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm not sure if you guys all like, I don't know, like. We're like close or because like sometimes artists in general kind of hang out with other artists. Um, I remember growing up, I was like in a group of, you know, four or five kids and we we're all I mean, you're, you're in school, so you draw because you can't really like do like go like they give you paper and, and pencil. So, you know what? I'm not going to learn. I'm just going to draw and doodle And like mm-hmm. art is like for me, one of the most awesome things about school. So I was in a group of like five different artists, but I was like the worst, but I would just like copy theirs and try to get better. Like I would learn from them, but it yeah. sounds like you guys kind of like, you guys were tight, right? Growing up and like, um, and you guys are all incredible artists. Like, so do you do some of the art like digitally or, or do you use like a, a tool or a combination?
2: Yeah, no. Well, um, yeah, certainly a lot of people in that group are interested in art. And, and you mentioned just now, like your love for art. And I, I really want to come back to that. <laughs> if you can sort of put a pin in that, that's a really yeah, good, yeah. a really good point. Um, But yeah, although I didn't grow up with those guys, we've sort of discovered through skateboarding that we have these, these commonalities, these things in common and art is one I do most of my art on an iPad um, digitally, um, just with the Apple pencil and put it together like that. And then I use use Final Cut Pro to put it back into video and sync everything and animate it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, Yeah. So, and some of these are teaching they're, they're different. They're teaching different lessons, right. About, you know, sharing and about like, you know, sticking up for friends and about, um, you know, how kindness feels good as opposed to, you know, you never really like, you know, cut, if you cut some guy off in a road and like yell at each other or whatever, you never like walking home, like, yeah, I had a great day, you know? And for some reason, like the human mind tends to, there could be a hundred amazing things that, that happen that day if there's two that were bad, you're going to like ruminate on those. Right. Which I feel is really that like lizard brain protection of like, I need to make sure nothing bad happens to me so I can survive or whatever. But uh, yeah, like
2: it feels good to be kind, right? It does. Well, and then it's sort of, maybe I can take that into this whole concept of like what, what I found for me helps make a sort of healthy classroom because a big part of that is the kindness piece. But it starts with me for taking the pressure off. And I think just like when we're in work, right? Like it's horrible when you, if your boss is peering over your shoulder or if you've got tons of pressure on you to get stuff done, it's not good It's It's stress, right? And we get stress hormones yeah. released and, and we end up, you know, end up tired, exhausted, not enjoying things. Classroom can be the same. I mean, if you can imagine turning up and constantly thinking you might get a test and that you are constantly judged against these grades of, you know, A, B, C, D, and there's, all this stuff associated with getting an A, you know, and then all the stigma of getting a C or D. So so basically I take grades away. I don't really Mm. do grades. I still know where my students are. That's important to keep track of and what they need to learn next to progress. But when they start the year off, I tell them, like, you're going to be, in this room, you're going to be judged on your effort, Mm. on how hard you try, and secondly, on how kind you are during the course of the year. And I'm like, I'm going to teach you lots about both wow but the see see two kids working on on a on a paper on whatever one can get an a and and one could get a d right and when you tell the kids that the one with the a gets his huge pump up like wow i got an a and the one with the d thinks oh well i didn't do i'm no good at that thing but yeah. if you take both kids and you look purely at how hard they worked then you might well find that you can say to both of them like whoa like you worked your socks off on this. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Like, what a great mm-hmm. job. You know, I can't believe you put that much time and effort in. You concentrated on it. You would ignored a lot of stuff. Brilliant. Well done, the two of you. Off you go. Both kids leave having had a positive experience. And all that matters, like, they can't do better than their best. Right. Like, none of us can. All you can do is your best. Right. And for some yep. students, based primarily on how much they've practiced something, Like, practice does just make you better. So you come into the classroom with different amounts of practice of reading, say, or writing. So you're naturally at different levels. There's no point just pointing that out to everybody. You're an A, you're Mm -hmm. a C. But that effort thing, if you can get a class of 24 students and every single one of them is trying their best, what what more can you ask for? You can't ask for that. You can't expect everybody to be getting A's. Like, that's unreasonable Mm -hmm. and it's going to cause everybody to be frustrated. So there's this element of like, you know, constantly talking about the effort and, and being honest about it. Like, if you know, if somebody's not trying hard, I mean, sure, one day here and there, like we all come in, you know, one day I haven't slept well enough, right? So you can't yeah. bring your A game, you know, another, maybe you've had an argument before you came in, all sorts of things can happen to make you unable to bring your your best effort. But if you're noticing that happening over time, you have to sit down and have a chat with someone about, you know, a student about like. What's up? Like I need you to be trying your best. Like you need to be putting more effort. It needs to be accountable. Like the effort piece can't just be fluffy. Like you're all trying so hard and well done. It does actually need to be you have to need to be actually somewhat precise about it.
1: Yeah, the whole effort thing where you were you uh, grade based on the the grading the measuring someone based on the level of effort towards kindness or the level a level of effort regardless uh, like I I remember the first time in school I realized I love school was I had a grade six teacher that um said you know you're not putting enough effort in or something like that and then I just I was like well maybe I'll just do it and I'll just be super proud of everything I do like it was some kind of weird like um mental duping political manipulation or whatever it was but it really it if, if it wasn't for that grade six teacher I, I probably wouldn't have like cared so much about trying right and he I feel like I can't remember when it was you know going through it, like if that was it but I would just remember okay I'm gonna really try I'm gonna like and then it, it's like um you know like a certain um like Rui and I like I'm not sure if you play games but sometimes like when you walk around like an area in the back of like some big building and then there's like a piece of cheese right you're like oh the game rewards you for exploration Right. So like basically, I put in all this effort with this grade six teacher. And then I was like, here, I, like, I, I love this. I'm so proud of it. Look how good this is. Right. And it was like a since it, it, with, you know, with him and then, you know, seven and like it, it changes teacher to teacher. And, you know, yeah. but yeah. um, I just remember it, 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 he rewarded me from, you know, that to to actually try. And then the effort I put in was like, yeah, it's like, it should be all, uh, grading that way. Like, um, you know, I was like, say the two things that school doesn't teach soft kindness. Right. And also how to make money because yeah. they, they essentially teach long division. And I don't, I, I'm like, uh, Rudy and I are both like c- c- computer science engineers, right? Like we program. Right. And, uh, I, I don't even know how to do long division, right? Like, I don't <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> nor we do you need, need to
2: yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly, you know, that really, kind of stuff but yeah. i'm
1: like i'm like man it's like it, it it really completes the school system in my head like what you're doing on that side like you kind of have to make money because of capitalism but then at mm-hmm. the other hand like none of that matters the only thing that matters is love compassion kindness and um your
2: social impact for others and encouragement you know yeah it's a big part of it isn't it and i mean you know, going back to that classroom, if you can alleviate that pressure of of marks and everybody's going to have more fun. Yeah. Which When you're dealing with seven and eight year olds or well, even adults, like, isn't that the main thing that we're all turning up? And if we can be enjoying what we're ju- doing during the day, like, it's going to make a massive difference to our lives. And definitely, I think we can all agree to our mental health. Right. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. You know? So do you ever do any like meditation with the kids in the, in the day where it's like close your eyes, five seconds, focus on your breath or kind of any kind of walking meditation or just listen, or are they too like, like they're kids at the end, they, they're just wild. Or like, what are, what are your thoughts on, um, mental health meditation?
2: Well, those things are like, definitely they have a place. Like I I think they're great. And and depending on the class I've got, I'll do those things more with some than others. Um, but yeah, they're definitely very good. We we talk about having the right energy level for certain mm. things. Like if you go out and you're about to play gym, you need to be able to find ways of bringing your energy level up. Like yeah. Out of regulating that. Like if you're feeling a bit sleepy, like how are you going to snap out of it? Mm-hmm. We'll come up with strategies for that, but also with strategies like you just described, like a breathing strategy is good for when you come in from gym class mm-hmm. and you're about to walk through a hallway where other classes are going on and things, you know, and you've got to just bring that down. Yeah. So even just sort of, making them pause for a minute you know rather than telling them you can just explain like we're we're coming in we're in a hallway there's a bunch of classes going on like what do you think is the kindest way to move through the hallway from here and if you've provided them with the right tools and the right words most of them will say it's better to move along with calm energy now which they'll know you know in my class they know that means just bringing your voice down you don't have to walk silently you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no need for that sort of thing but we do just walk quietly we can talk to each other we just got to go outside. They've been shouting, right? Like it's been a gym class. It's, it's, it's been on a the field. They've been having a call to each other. Yeah. So bringing it down. So like you say, like the sort of meditative type approach can be helpful in that. Um, certainly a lot of teachers are using. Blendjet, the portable blender that allows you to make delicious and healthy
0: smoothies on the go with its powerful motor and compact design. You could blend your favorite fruits and veggies anytime, anywhere. Say goodbye to unhealthy fast food and hello to a healthier lifestyle with BlendJet.
2: For 12% off a BlendJet 2, use coupon code CodePlay12. That in classes, they'll be having, you know, five minute meditation periods. Mm. Um, so they definitely have a place.
1: You know, Megan and I went to, um, Uh, school barbecue the other day they're all having this around this time of like okay i don't know what to do with the kids but you know let's just (laughs) we're all excited to get the freak out of here and just like enjoy summer like from the everyone uh, you know including the parents like i want i want the kids home so they're having the time of their lives you know until they bug me to the point where i'm like let's put them in camp and like you know what i mean like there is a kind of like okay well let's have fun but let's also you know but um we're just sitting there outside enjoying you know, I think ice cream truck, um, it pulled up to the back of the school and like kids are playing out there basketball. I'm like, it's so loud. It's so loud in the school. So loud in the classrooms, there's gotta be like an auditory decibel level that is harmful, right? Like I'm like, how, how is this not harmful on the ears? And I, and I, and I said to Megan, I was like, you know what? Like, uh, I first knew of like the piece that I could get from harmful high decibels. When I had like Bose noise canceling, not the ones, not the buds that I have, Justin, but the one, ones, that go like these ones, right? And yeah. I would just fl- flick it on when I was in a swim, um, uh, Milton Sports Center swimming pool, like because it's loud in a swimming pool, right? And I'd flick it on, and I'd be like, oh my god, it's peace. So I mean, like, um, it, ha- like, what's your experience with that? Like, are the is the school. It's too loud, right? Like it's in certain spots.
2: <laughs> it can get that way. It can get that yeah. way for sure. I mean, there are little things like that we don't often realize that we're doing that can pump kids' energy levels. Up. I mean, even the way you, you walk through the hallway, if you're like, okay, mm. we're heading to music class now and you march off quickly down the hallway, well, they're all going to come behind you with that energy, right? Mm. Like trying to catch up. Da, 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 this is going to be the energy you create. But feel like okay we're going down now you wait for the line to be calm you walk very very casually down that itself just creates this sort of calm atmosphere so a school can get kind of noisy and crazy um, but there's definitely things you can do to mitigate that where it's not needed or where it's detrimental and right. and you mentioned something just now you mentioned just now that you uh you said that you loved art yeah when you were at school uh i mean really did, did you like art when you were at school
0: Um, I did, I did. I think, I think everybody innately loves art and to draw, but the talent is never truly developed or or built upon, right? Seems like it's um, kind of a lost
2: endeavor for most. Certainly, in a lot of places. I've see when you said that earlier, I'm like, well, I loved art growing up too, and I still do love it. I am not like, you know, I couldn't turn out a Mona Lisa. I couldn't turn out mm-hmm. a beautiful landscape. Like I have a little niche style of art that I do in it's cartoony style. But I did grow up loving art. And I, I think like most teachers will say this, like when when your kids come into your class, if you say to them, it's time for math, you'll get a few groans. And there'll be a few groans that you can't mm-hmm. hear, but you can see in their eyes and face like, oh, it's math. If you say to a class, it's time for art, it everybody pretty much unanimously loves it. And I think That's it's because right. like if you, if yeah, if you think back, and I, I don't know, Rui, do you have do you have kids? Personal I do question. Four just, year old. You yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So so we'll all be able to relate on this being dads because the moment your child brings you a piece of art, it doesn't matter what oh it looks God. like, <laughs> you're like, this is amazing. This yeah. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You did this. What? I I had mm-hmm. no idea you were an artist. You know what? This is going up on the fridge. And everyone who comes in the house is going to tell you how good your bit of art is and how beautiful it. The kid goes away. The three of us as children walk off thinking, wow, that was cool. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed what came at the end of that. So I'm going to go do some more. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, practice just makes you better. So a child goes off and keeps drawing and drawing. They come back pretty good. I mean, like Rui said, you know, there's later on, like, do we develop the arts? Do we put enough emphasis on them to churn out these you know, that's definitely questionable. But at mm-hmm. that level, they're getting this positive feedback. Now, for most of them, when they've handed somebody a piece of math, somebody might have just gone straight to like, yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> straight oh, off yeah. like, oh, up, you, you got the wrong answer there. Uh, so you can see you've got the opposite negative. And with a piece of writing, it can be maybe more nuanced. Like, well, I, you know, you did some good here, but you missed all your capitals and periods. right, know? right. Mm-hmm. Again, you, you, it's just this critical approach that doesn't seem to come into art because mm. it doesn't matter what that piece of art looks like. We tell them it's brilliant and we do genuinely love it, but we mm. need to have that approach in all the subjects. Like the first piece of oh, math sure. your child brings you, you've got to be like, you did this. You don't even oh, care mm. if the answer's right or wrong, right? You're that. That. You, you worked hard. That's incredible. I had no idea. You try to yeah. figure it out how? that's phenomenal. Like if the answer's wrong, you're not even going to mention that. Your praise is all right. on the effort and the fact that they did Absolutely. this and stick that piece of math up on the fridge, right? So that mm-hmm. everyone comes in as to tell them what a brilliant piece of math that is. And this is something that's really important to have in the classroom. So when kids come to me and they're like, ah, oh, I know that some of them will turn up with a negative attitude to math or writing. So I get rid of all of those titles. Like I don't call them that. And I talk about us being creators all year long. And sometimes we're creating with lines and colors and shapes. That'd be like our approach to art, say. Other times we're creating things with numbers. Like We might be attempting to create a solution to a problem, and we're going to use numbers or math-type mm-hmm. manipulatives, you know, which could be blocks, shapes, all sorts of things. And other times we're going to be creating with words. So then you can just praise their creative process and, again, focus in most of it on that effort. Like, you wrote this? went? Right. I had no idea you are an amazing writer, like all these positive affirmations that you are good at this. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can put that into all subjects, I mean, I see it, you know, by the end, not even by the end of the year, but a couple of months in, you have turned people around when it's free choice time. They're now saying, can I work on my writing? Right. And that's a big turnaround when, when they're starting to say that, whereas everyone normally in free time would be like, can I do some drawing? Can I do, you know, and I really think yeah. its roots are in those initial reactions. Wow. So so it starts from the level of effort that you put in from drawing. And then
1: because of the encouragement that you get, hey, if I'm not going to get encouraged from my effort in drawing, why would I put in any effort into anything I don't like? Because I'm not getting the base level of encouragement that I need from art. And it starts from art and then just spreads like a, a flower from there because of the encouragement Um that is that is amazing like that that is exactly what happened in in you know i I had teachers that would make fun of my art in grade five and grade six like it was encouragement for effort and that's kind of turned it all around like
0: what were you drawing
1: um i was (laughs) drawing like a lot of like you know mortal Kombat like blood dripping fatality i remember one day this this teacher in grade five is like he was like very deep voice like i feel like he could like you know, crush a wall just by winking at it. I don't know if he like bench-pressed students or something, but uh, he he was like, "You can draw, you can draw gore after school." <laughs> well, I just remember that. Like, I like who rem- like the moments you remember in your life, right? Or you can draw fatality after, uh, but but you, uh, but you know, like a- yeah, as adults, nice we we nice stuff.
0: Yeah, we tend to focus or not not um, identify the positives in situations, right? We always tend to yes. pick out the negatives because human beings who gravitate towards negative seems to be something that's mm-hmm. uh you know, in us, but yeah. uh, we don't see the positives of situations where we should be looking strictly at the positive f- positives first, kind of building on those and uh yeah. um, kind of putting the negatives at the back um like behind, right? At, at the uh positives 100%. at the forefront. And negatives follow if, you know, you need to point them out. But yeah, positives should be yeah. pointed out and built on
2: um, as a base, as a baseline. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. Like we are perpetual fault finders, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, our instinct is to some for some reason to look at the negatives, and we have yeah. to make a conscious decision to turn that around. Like, I, I didn't come into teaching like this. Like this is all things I've discovered and, and felt along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. We we've got to get out of that praise the effort we can't ask kids to do any more than their best right. and in order to do their best they've got to feel encouraged they've got to feel you know not a pressured environment uh, an environment where they're free to take risks and chances and an environment that's full of choice like your teacher there telling you you know you can't draw this that, for home like no like art should be free choice and, and yeah. nowadays we've got so many avenues and so much technology that can be used like you know okay like father's day is coming up so you want to create a card for father's day like what are some ways you could find a really good card like you know okay i mm-hmm. could go online and i could look for youtube videos yeah i could google it i can yeah. ask a friend i could create something from my own imagination all right. i know that my dad likes soccer so i could make a ball you know all these things rather than saying we're all going to make this one father's day card yeah. you know and and that's it you have gotta have this free choice same with writing you know um Like you can teach students about um, adventurous words or even like, you know, punctuation, capitals, periods. But when they go off to practice it, write whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Write a story about what you want. Tell me about your weekend. Anything. You know, go and write a, a, I don't know, a paragraph about an animal that you're interested in. You know, go look up some facts about it. Like as long as they're writing, they're practicing those skills. Rather than mm-hmm. just saying, okay, today we're all going to write a letter to so-and-so, or today we're right, all going to write, right. you know? So it's instead a of having that framework, just, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, open just, it up. Just, you,
1: yeah, no, I'm just, sorry, go ahead.
2: I was just you, going to you, say, you, you're, just, you're, just, you're just trying to make it more fun, right? <laughs> you're just yeah. trying to make it as much yeah. fun as you can while you're in here. You know, we're going to practice all these skills, having as much fun as we can, being kind mm. to each other, which again is another point I guess we'll, we'll come on to in a bit, but that's a big deal that you said is, is not in curriculum really and uh, mm-hmm. that we have to be teaching. But yes, this fun environment, you know, a, a, an environment that is focused on effort, which you can control. you could got a lot more control over your effort than you do your current grades. This yeah. idea of a growth mindset, you know, kids understanding, the more you practice, the better you get at whatever it is. Like Logan and you and I as, as people at skateboard, like that's innate in yeah. that. Like you practice yeah. and, for
1: and, and weeks we go around and we we point at people, be like, oh, oh my God, that's great. And, and we're all doing that. And now y- you see the other day there is um a kid that is showing up now in the morning because he wants to be with these, you know, old old men with midlife crises, or that's me pointing out <laughs> the bad or whatever. But <laughs> we encourage each other. It's a positive yeah. group. It's it's like it's not about because there obviously there's a problem with skateboarding where um, people don't clap unless it's like, Oh, that's actually really good on like a, an Olympic level or whatever it is. Right. But if you're just like learning to Ollie and stuff like that, it's the level of effort that's put in for that person in the stage in their life um, that they need at the time and shouldn't be compared to like whatever at whatever stage of life or growth or whatever. It's the level that you're trying and the uh, or not even trying like even if you're not trying it's just being encouraged to try or be, just yeah. being encouraged like encouragement can go so uh such a long way like what what you're doing with the students with that like how how would parents listening do that with their own kids at home in in like to encourage effort um just w- whatever they want to do encourage them along that path
2: yeah and i think like there's definitely a lot of um you know, what's that cool? We're like, like we as parents were like, well, I was a really good, you know, football player in school. So I really want my child to be a good football mm-hmm. player or hockey yeah. or whatever the example might be. And I think there's definitely this thing of recognizing that they find their own way. And the moment you spot a glimmer of interest in them, you just praise it and see where it yeah. goes. Like I really like that you're into this new thing. Like, tell me a bit about it. Ah. Yeah. You know, you've spent a good rather than saying how good you've got at it, talk about the time they've spent on it. You're really impressed by the effort they've put in there like wow you spent all evening working on that like great job and like you said that whole skate group's kind of got it because we're all at very different levels and -hmm. everybody's very supportive of each other it's an incredibly positive environment and i think the child that you're talking about i think because he turns up and like you said he's he's with all these sort of old men to him yeah but he loves it. It's a good environment mm. to be in. And I believe his mum even said the other weekend how much she likes him coming out with us because we provide this safe space, mm. which has been yeah, like yeah. created with no rules or anything. It's just what happens yeah. when you put a bunch of kind people together. Yeah. You get that environment, which is why we go back now to the roots where you've got to teach those kids how to be kind. Yeah, You've got to learn it early on. And along with, like I said, along with effort, kindness is the next thing that you know gets taught level with it not that one's above the other but you know teaching kids at a very early age sort of you know what a compliment looks like or or even just asking them instead of telling them to be quiet you can if you sit at the front and you say okay well i'm here and i'm about to read a book to you what's the kindest thing you can do right now I'm like, they, mm. they know, like, they're like, oh, I can sit here and, and listen to you and I, I can look like I'm interested. I can look at you like, do you know what I mean? Like there's all these yeah. things, they know, so asking them what's the kindest thing you can do right now is a great go-to question in class. Um, but also teaching them like, you know, okay, so there are compliments. So what is a compliment, you know, initially, initially when they start throwing compliments out, like some people would be like, that's not a very good compliment. It's not genuine, you know, because mm. that's where they start, where they start. Yeah. I like, yeah, really like you until you make it yeah i really like your socks and they're just plain white socks that you wear every day you yeah. know but they're starting right. right that's the first yeah. stepping stone you go, oh my god you just noticed my socks like that's so kind of you thank you you mm-hmm. know man and they walk Justin, away i gotta
1: I, I got see your socks man the way that you say socks <laughs> is like so good it was like there's got to be something up with socks yeah, like uh, did nothing. you buy like socks.com because yeah. uh, i'm like man like yeah it starts <laughs> with something simple like man you got really sweet socks and, yeah. and then they're like, they're like me. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Man. And then it just blooms from <laughs> there. And then, yeah, these it's, old things like, <laughs> and yeah, then exactly. you look down and they're like, there's holes in them and stuff. And there's like, they would be like, man, those, yeah, man, those are rad. Like, thanks, yeah. man.
2: But like you say, like, you was fake it. yeah, you fake yeah. it till you make it. But also like you appreciate that effort. That kid just tried to say something nice yes. to you. Yep. You just tried to put a smile yeah. on your face and they're learning yeah. that it, looks it feels good for them too they're learning from the early stage that actually when i'm nice to you i go away with a smile on my own face right you know so we got to look out for those moments but we've also got to explicitly teach them you know with that constant reminder of what's the kindest thing we can do right now you know Mm -hmm. um and we'll have like daily circles where we talk about um differences for example is is big right a big topic right now that we're talking about you know and differences in people that you can see visual differences you know no hair um hair skin color um body types all this sort of stuff is getting talked about but delivered through the lens of kindness like so what's every every difference it's like what is amazing about this difference you know what is amazing about not having any hair or what is amazing about (laughs) your skin color all through this lens um kids are very very receptive to it it's it's grown ups people have grown up without that avenue in we've become like well not everybody but a lot of people have become like we just said these perpetual fault finders like you can come up with a very negative um can't think of the right, right word but negative sort of attitude and or skeptical sort of approach to things you know yeah
1: Right. It- And the fake it till you make it part is maybe not giving yourself enough love. Like the way that I say that it's just, it's a catchphrase, but really it's, you're, you're trying your very best to do something that you're not natural at. And Mm -hmm. it's, and you're not different than others. Uh, We're all inherently, you know, majority, you know, of humanity is like that innate kind of um, negative focused where if you, as soon as you start down that optimism path, it's, it grows and It's infectious. And as long as you continue to remind yourself that um, you need to keep on this path and you're doing a good job and, you know, um, people start noticing like, hey, man, like, I really appreciate and it starts as the fake, right, because it seems almost ingenuine. But then as you develop the um, your 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 your, the gray matter in your brain that will help with that, right, Um, with empathy and love and kindness you actually do find you can see these with a more clear lens of like, these are the things that they're doing that I appreciate. And a lot you couldn't see it without it. So, um, you know, go, go to a mountain for like 10 years in Tibet and meditate and you'll come back, you know, pretty much blissfully enlightened, but just, um, prefrontal cortex growing your empathy can be practiced with, um, um, being, um, optimistic and, and complimenting and encouraging. And over time that will grow and it, and it's infectious. And they say that, you know, when two people are fighting, you can't like, you know, you can't fight fire with fire. Right. Um, but it, you can say, you know, if you f- you know, fought fire with water or like, you know, two people are fighting and you're like, man, you got, well, you don't want to say you have nice socks. That could be like, at that point, it's like, okay, them's a fighting voids, you know, but, um, (laughs) it'd be like, um, it's like, you know what? Um, you deserve better than, you know, this conversation, um, in us, you know, um, I I respect you and care about you much more than maybe I I say, like, you basically just go right to kindness and that diffuses everything. I mean, Um, as soon as you like, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it all depends, Logan. Who are you fighting with here? Is it?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about significant some, other, someone. a
0: spouse or another.
1: No, no, no. no. <laughs> again, no. You're no. gonna whack in the face. Of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was just thinking about a public, um, right? And, you know, at, at the skate park at Le- and and Justin, it wasn't the person that you know you were mentioning that the, the kiddo it was like a teenager that was super he comes late at night at um and um I just told him that we skate in the mornings and he started showing up once in a while um but um it was all from encouraging him and um going there and I feel like every time I'm there especially in the evenings I've like slowly stopped trying to listen to music so, so much and slowly stopped thinking so much about myself when I'm skateboarding for me I'm like thinking hey I'm a big buff beefcake in the gym. I'm running on a treadmill. I'm focused on my gains. I want to pound of protein shakes after and 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 I don't whatever. But then basically that morphed into I'm just gonna skate around. I like can watch people just encourage like just looking at someone and giving them your full attention is enough encouragement that it's like, hey. I, 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 I'm, but not adding something to it. I know that as soon as you look at, um, and some, an in scientific experimentation, if you look at it, you've changed the experimentation at that point just by giving Mm. it your attention. But you know, in this case, it's fine. I mean, you're not, not experimenting. You're basically giving them love through your awareness for them, like, but not adding something on top where you're like, looking at, like, I'm not looking at your skateboard, Justin, and be like, I hope he really falls right mm-hmm. now. Fall, fall, fall. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I just basically, uh, without adding anything, I just give fully almost meditate on giving that person, you No know, meditating would be doing like, it's just the awareness, uh, gently placed with love on that person, like unconditionally. And that itself helps just, um, looking people in the eye. And it's like, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're just going on and just, you don't notice people, that's, you know, it's much better to, you know, encourage and, and, uh, yeah. be less, you know, self-centered. Um, I, before I go off on a rant here, um, I wanted to ask your opinion on self-love and confidence. So what are some things that students, uh, adults, anyone can do is to generate confidence through self-love. A lot of people are self-deprecating mentally where they're saying like, no, I suck, why did I try that damn stupid? Oh, you know what I mean? Like self demotivating, um, that, that inner narrative. Um, so the only thing that I've done and I can't, I don't have the, you know, spare cycles to like sit in my car for, you know, an hour at lunch and meditate as much as I did when I was, you know, younger, but it was called meta, which is, you just um, focus, you kind of like close your eyes and you you review things that you did that day and you encourage yourself. Like, it's almost like yourself looking at yourself. It's like, you know what? That was really nice. I'm proud of that moment today where I, I could have said something, but I held back because I care about that person or whatever it was. So other than that, I, like, I really have no, you know, you know, um, I guess tools in the toolbox. And I wanted to get your opinion on anything yeah. about self love and confidence.
2: Well, I think you, I think you sort of touched on two important things that you started out saying about, you got to fake it to make it, which in a way is just saying that, you know, anything we start we're typically not very good at when we first start it, yeah, right? If we true. are, it's because we've had practice in something similar. So, you know, even if you're sort of faking it in the compliments, the kindness thing, that's like how it starts. You know, you could say the same about sort of if you go out and start playing tennis tomorrow, well, in the beginning, you're kind of faking it in a way because you're just turning up at the tennis court, like you're a tennis player, but you don't really know what you are doing. what gets you better is ultimately that you keep turning up and you keep practicing and, and having that sort of mindset, that whole growth mindset about, yeah, the more I practice anything, the better I will get. And then there's, there's the component of like, okay, well, if you and I both take up tennis tomorrow and you practice for 15 minutes a day and I practice for an hour a day, I think we're all in agreement that eventually I'll, I'll end up being a better tennis player. And then there's other things that come into play, right? Like the quality of your practice. Well, is your 15 minutes with like, you know, one of the Williams sisters, like maybe that's going to pretty it pretty good all 15 right. minutes. So yeah. there are other factors, but it's basics for children. It's just really, you know, it comes down to the amount of time that they put into something. So that fake it to make it, relating that to the fact that it is a controllable practice, we're going to start out faking it, but it's eventually going to come a skill set that we have. And then, um, you know, in class, as 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 best as I can, trying to teach people to, or students to be kind to themselves. Like they're mm-hmm. really good at complimenting each other, but we'll also have times where we'll go round. And we'll, those that are comfortable enough, will say something about ourselves that we like. And we'll try to end the week with a question like that, you know, like, what is something that you like about yourself? And like this week, we're doing, I think I mentioned, but visible and invisible differences. So students at the end of the week, we're talking about what is a difference, either one that we can see in you or one that we can't see in you that you you really like about yourself. And, and, and eight-year-old children, they're, they're amazing. I mean, they'll sit there and they'll say things like, you know, Oh, I, I really like, you know, that I have a faith. I have a religion, you know, I really like that. And, you know, two children later, like someone will say the same thing. They're completely different religions, quite possibly. Do you know what I mean? But there's no right. angst. There's no separation among them. There's actually a commonality like, oh, you said mm-hmm. you like your faith. And I said, I like my faith. We have that in common, you know, not looking mm-hmm. at the negative at that age, not looking at the differences and maybe, Maybe we are sort of perpetual fault finders, and maybe we do ask, you know, often adults slightly cynical. Maybe because we didn't have this as we were growing up, maybe because right. we didn't have this teaching, we weren't able to set those habits in early on. Instead, it was always people pointing things out that were wrong with your writing or the four math questions that weren't right, you know, as opposed to the 10 that were like maybe we were sort of trained at an early age. I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm, <laughs> this is beyond <laughs> my skill set, too. So I was definitely just, I mean
0: I, I remember being in the gym and climbing a rope and uh there were kids couldn't make it to the top and teachers the t, the ma, the uh phys ed teacher would basically tell them that uh you know Bob can make it to the top why can't you make it to the top and it I'm <laughs> sure right. it doesn't feel
1: good right um, no, but yeah they used to hit p- kids with rulers right like I mean it's come a long yeah, way not in my um, time but of like yeah <laughs> the, the gym teachers I I remember are just like all right, we're gonna talk about dirty stuff, and then you guys are gonna hit the weights. And if you can't get that rope burn, of like, it, it's a little kind of like. But I would say, like, I, I, you know, I didn't learn the, like, I didn't have the much. I don't want to pigeonhole anyone, but yeah, it, the education system or humanity has come such a far away, right? Oh yeah, and you're, you know, yeah. at the forefront of that part for education, like, so if you were like superintendent over, let's say, a series of schools, like, and you had the, you were able to. Um, not push down push down seems like a hierarchical old style of saying it, but if you're able to encourage people to have those same benefits um the, 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 the widespreadness of that um, what we all need to have uh, bestowed in our kids that isn't inherently innate, like by birth is, you know, mm-hmm. s- such a huge opportunity. So, you know, um, yeah. I just, I, I, I um, you're going to continue to like do more and more better things at bigger scales, and like it's a, uh, it, the yeah. world needs you, Justin. You know, the world needs uh, to clone Justin's, right? So if you have a, a series <laughs> of machines that you can
2: patent over the weekend, uh, with the well, little- well, I, I should probably point out that although it's me you've got sitting here in front of you, the, the good news is that there are loads of teachers out there mm-hmm. teaching like this now. Nice, you know, this is like a growing community of educators um that are all at different levels of this myself included like you know i hope that in in 5 years time from now i'll be better at this than i am right now that there'll be mm-hmm. more things i've discovered in my program and i'm getting better at but yeah there are lots of people out there doing this sort of thing now and the kindness lens in particular there's so much for that like educators that you can follow on instagram and um you know various other social media platforms that are doing like a great job of making that their focus because it, a lot of people will say, like, oh, yeah, no, I do teach about kindness in my class. But the, the real question is, but, but do you teach about it every day? Do you use the word kind, like, 20, 30 times a day in one way or another? Like, how do we be kind that right but That was really kind, what you just did. It, it's got to be, a, like, a central part of your program. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the For most sure. important thing we can do as educators is turn out good human beings. Absolutely. Right? It's got yeah. to be yeah. the priority. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so you have to have this like part where it's just an integral part. You're not just throwing it around here and there a couple of times a week. Your kids need to realize that this is everything. Everything we do is through this lens of kindness. Even like when you go to work, like, oh, I've asked you to do this, come up with a, a creative piece of writing. Like what's the kindest thing you can do right now? Oh, well, the kindest thing I can do right now is try my best for the next 20 minutes. Mm. Right? Like the, the two suddenly go hand in hand, the trying your best piece, the being kind and and also explaining the kids that that when you're being kind, like a lot of this, Logan, you, you sort of met, talked about earlier, where you, like even like the little skate group, like people are actively kind, and children need to realise that. Like they'll sometimes, I mean, like an example might be children playing outside, and somebody's walking around at recess on their own, and you're not sure if they want to be on their own or if they would actually like to be in a group, but they're not quite brave enough or not feeling confident enough to come up and ask. So, a lot of people might might be like, "Well, being kind is not excluding someone. So I didn't exclude that person because I didn't tell them they can't come and play. Mm-hmm. But kids need to learn well, and adults too sometimes, but need to learn that yeah, but being kind is the active part. You have to actively mm-hmm. be kind. You have to look around for people like that, and yeah. then you have to go and ask them, and they might be like, "Oh, God, thanks for asking. Actually, I'm just hanging out on my own. I just need some downtime or you know, even little kids are learning to self-regulate when they're exhausted yeah. from the busyness of something. They will often walk around with a friend you know, mm. at recess for some downtime. But being actively kind. Like, okay, you weren't unkind. You didn't exclude anybody. Were you kind this week? Is there anyone sitting here in front of me that at recess you went and asked someone to come and play with you? You know, Initially, three hands go up. You keep asking that question often enough.
1: Eventually, mm-hmm. a
2: lot of hands start going up because they're like, okay. And it's a habit. It's like you'll fake it to make it. Like yeah. It's just a habit. You know, if you get into the habit of going out there and looking for people that are left out, Or you know, on their own, or sit other situations like that. You know, looking around the classroom for somebody who's looking a bit confused and looks like they could do with a a bit of help on their work. Like, the classroom has to be a collaborative place. Yeah, it can't be like you have to do everything on your own. Like you, you you cultivate this this caring environment where, yeah, look out for someone who looks like they're struggling. And And if I haven't spotted as the teacher, like you, you go help them. Like. Mm-hmm. all of this, but this active kindness bit, the power of it being a choice I, is, a, is a big deal for me. I think kids are, are naturally
0: uh, kind. I think that they're born with it. Uh, they just need that encouragement, unlike adults who who lose that as they get older, right? Because we become cynical mm. and that, that vanishes. But kids, they're naturally like that. They just need that push.
2: Right, right? and then we need to like maintain it right. for as long as we can because I don't know what's going on in high schools. You know, I don't know how much of this, I, I get the impression, not as much. Like I said, I get the the impression that this is a sort of wave that is starting to come through elementary schools for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, what happens to these guys when they go to secondary school, like, is this going to be nurtured? I mean, it has to be, it should be, um, right. it should be nurtured all the way through so that we're finally, when you leave school, you're leaving as this person who is educated in being as kind as you can out there. Mm-hmm. And trying your best in all that you do right right a decent human you know, being benefits to society being right like uh, and you think about it like who do you like to work with well you like to work with nice kind people that yep. help make your day pleasant and fun you know the the grades well i don't know like how are they? As important i don't know i mean i'd rather work with somebody with lower grades and a really great personality kind fun to be around yeah makes me feel good <laughs>
1: I can't wait to invite, uh, get you over here for like, um, I'm not sure if you got plans tonight, Justin, but uh, we'd love, Rui's heading over, but if you um, if you want to come by for a, you know, a drink or whatever, but I'd, I, um, or, or uh, I know it's short notice, but I w- I'd love to show you this thing that's on my, uh, actually, I'll probably show you now. I back up, but my dad, before he passed, he like framed this thing for me and it's uh, some artwork. i um, not sure if you can see that. So, like basically just a couple different things. Right. And then what he did was he, he framed the, the marks of the teacher, like, and the criticism. Right. Mm -hmm. And then some of the, some of the stuff is like, um, it's the very, very, um, very heavily critiquing the art. And then (laughs) I remember my dad was like, yeah that that teacher grading that was pretty harsh like those look great <laughs> right and i remember like my dad was a big proponent of encouragement like without my um without my without my mom like pushing me to like you know be more you know regimented and and work hard and without my dad giving me the the big heart that i have today like he was he was just all love and um almost like blinded by love like you know like um like that's all that mattered, and my mom was like, "Work." But because of that, I'm like, none of that matter. But it's like grading art is like, it's like at the end of the day, it's just easy. Like, did you did? Uh, are you proud of it? Like, I I'm, or and actually saying that is like, it's it's so difficult to like not hurt. So all mm-hmm. you have to do is continue to try until you like get to the point. Right. Like, um, I know Rui we talked about how like, you know, you wake up in the morning, and if you can just get to bed and then not hurt anyone is basically impossible because you'll say something or something like it's all about minimizing harm but then even if you add I mean like even if you weren't kind to anyone if you Mm -hmm. just went around minimizing harm that is so kind on its own and completely underrated that you chose not to do that you chose not to say that thing or you chose to include someone um I um was at the skate park a couple nights ago and you know what I've started doing with inclusion, like you're talking about, Justin, is um uh no one not not a lot of people play games of skate with me because you know, I, I don't miss a lot of, you know, flat flat tricks, right? I'm like Could I don't know miss... an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Well I, 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 <laughs> I get I get why that they won't invite the, the pool shark to play pool with them in a competition that's like yeah, you know, you know, I or whatever. I just I'm consistent. I'm I'm consistent at the tricks I can do. That's your strength, and, um, right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then basically, so I uh, was playing a game of skate with this one person. There was only like a couple like people at the park, and then and I was like, I invited the other two. And the way that I asked them kind of mimicked how my son asks, like very on a very kind of like, you know, um, you know, young level. And and I basically go up to these teenagers, like nineteen, like twenty. Uh, like maybe, you know, 21, I'm like, um, I'm like, hey, would you like to play a game of skate with me? And I say it like a, in a kid's voice, like almost like this is my true, like, I couldn't say it there, but it was like a true, genuine, like, you know, the way that you would say that something like that. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was like, it was like, yeah, I'll play like, and it's like, <laughs> it's like he's, and then they realized they're like, oh crap. They're like, I- I'm going to lose. though. it's like, well, it's, it's about, and I said, it's about just trying things new and like, you know, because I, I don't really step outside of my comfort zone unless I'm put into a position where I ha I have to. And that's why I love playing, playing that because I can't do certain things. So I'm like, I got, I got to get other people to do it. But yeah, it's like, we're all big kids, right? And if you can go up to another big kid and say like, I you know what? I would love to this weekend, like go up to a random uh, adult and say, Hey, would you like to be friends with me? Like, like, I, I think that is so that is in our soul. And, and, and bringing that love out is like, um, is, 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 uh, like if we were taught this kindness that you're teaching to the kids inherently over generations, that's probably how adults would communicate with each other. Once we get this negative, um, you know, lizard brain, um, you know, fight or flight out, yeah you know no, i'd love to
2: think so i'd love to yeah. think that's where it ends up with uh yeah just as much because you know you, you you do sometimes like you avoid you know people avoid eye contact walking by each other a lot yeah you know, right people have often had negative experiences of walking by people and something unpleasant happening and and you know we want to try to reduce that as much as we can and definitely you know there are some you know hardships that you know we haven't touched on you know but definitely there are you know like a tough question, which I I don't even really know the answer to. But people ask me a lot like, what's the kindest thing to do when someone's being incredibly unkind to you, you know? And then there is an element where you have to be kind to yourself in that situation and you have to be confident, but remove yourself from, but there's all these different strategies and nuances where it does get complex. But I think, cause we're sort of talking at it through a lens of, you know, teach actively teaching kindness, um, actively creating a space in which people can have fun and try their best and just i guess the the umbrella over that is that all of these things go under the umbrella of mental health like they're good for all of our minds Mm -hmm. it's much more fun being a teacher in that situation i know it's more fun being a student in that situation Mm -hmm. um yeah so like you say like you know the more we can encourage people in and i think like your game of skate it sort of speaks to that example though that We've got to try not to get too hung up on the outcome, and it's that enjoy the process, you know, enjoy the journey, not the destination. Like that one, it's kind of like, well, if we can enjoy just skateboarding together and not worry so much about who's going to win that game,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: do you know what I mean? But just enjoy the fact. Ah, so and so just invited me over. Yeah, it'd be great. I'll come and do that. You know, again, it's. You know, like you're an actively kind person, Logan, like at the park, you really make an effort to be inclusive and engage people in conversation. So, yeah.
1: Thank you. I, I, um, I went through this where if I stop, it just all goes back to default. And if I'm not actively uh, practicing kindness, compassion and, and and caring, um, if you're not completely thinking about it all the time like you talked about does it all have to be like the other teacher does it all have to be kind all the time um yes it does because as soon as you stop and it's happened to me before where i've like stopped and it's like four months of like right back to where i don't want to be in life right so you have to always um continue it, you have to like what is um i remember the one of the best insights from like the two hours of um you know meditation i did in my car for like probably like seven or six years was um uh, every time you speak there is so much um uh like what was the intent that you were saying that like uh when you when you chose to say you know alex when you told to say this to sally like what was your intention like when you said that like what did you want to get out of that like what was your underlying mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of it if if left to their own you know means is is self-serving and you know whatever but but not in kids I mean as you get you know you get kind of harder over time unless you encourage it and you moisten your heart and you kind of like you get less rigid and you get more you know lucid um you have to just know like what is my intent of what is my intent of saying that it's like oh Mm -hmm. my intent here is awful I need to stop this immediately and having that ability like why am I doing this to get that or to 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 make them feel like that no i'm not even going to say that at all it's just yeah. being aware of your intention
2: you know oh yeah it's, it's a habit right like two two students fighting over you know, who i want to sit there and i want to sit there and they both got to the chair at the same time and, and that's another thing about the sort of um taking the pressure off in a classroom is having that option where you can sit anywhere that you want you know having lots mm-hmm. of friends you can sit in a group over here or if you're having trouble focusing there's some individual seats over there if you want to sit with a friend there's Paired seats over there, but you know, two students who get to the um the chair at the same time and a you know little pushing and shoving like each one wants the seat. And if you just stop them and say, "What's the kindest thing to do right now?" It will, I guarantee. Most of the time, it will flip flop into mm-hmm. you have the seat. No, you yeah. have the seat. No, no, you have the seat. Like it just takes you to stop and ask yourself. Like we get caught yeah. up, you know. If you actually stop and say, "What's the kindest way to get through this next little?" 30 second decision or whatever usually they actually know you know what's the kindest thing
1: that we can do here it's like that's a great mantra right um yeah it could and, be a um, next tattoo yes i was <laughs> i gotta get like i know that you have a sleeve and and um yeah you, you know megan's like oh you, you've lost weight so when are you gonna get all tatted up so you can get like you know i'm like yeah let's do it what, what do you want me to get first i'm like because i wanted to like do it once i got to the ideal you know you know, body yeah. weight or, you know, muscular mass of like whatever before I tattooed on like a, a circle and then it stretches out to be like a, you know, a hexagon or whatever it is. Right. Because you don't want to like, you know, you want to like get to the, your blank canvas and then paint, not like, you yeah. know, paint a flag and then roll it up to, you know, whatever. Analogies are messed up, but I'm, I, I will say <laughs> that, uh, that, my that first was tattoo, a great analogy. I have no idea. Really, thank you oh <laughs> see? you're you're so amazing like and that. and you I know like Rui and I uh, met because we're we we care about each other so much, and we just mutually love and respect each other. and as soon as he's um on a call or we're on calls together, um it's like it's like i'm I'm a kid again, and we're just like what fun can we have today And it's like what um and it's just like if you surround yourself with positive people. And you try, you'll be positive too. And other people right. will come for the journey, um, yeah. and you're kind of leading that journey in, you know, the education system, and, and we're leading it on the in the skate park. And Rui and I, you're leading it in tons of areas: work, home, in um, right. religion, yeah. everywhere. Um, so, uh, Justin, wrapping up here, the Troubled Socks
2: is on all social media platforms. Well, we're on Instagram and we're on YouTube. We do you have a website in the making? Probably coming out in the fall with a new song as well. Um, nice. And really, you know, the troubled socks. Yeah, to wrap it all up. I mean, is there any better way to learn a message than through a song? I mean, oh, for sure. Know, especially when you're young. I remember all the songs, you know, that I listened to lyrics that I um oh yeah the songs I listened to in my teens and early teens, even. Mm. You know, but I can't remember the words sometimes to songs I've written. <laughs> but early on, they're somehow ingrained. They really have a big impact early on. So, if kids can be singing, you know, each and every day, all about kindness, and listening to songs about kindness, then surely that's got to help with that final sort of stamp on the envelope, sort of thing. You know, that final touch. Yeah, let's put it into a song.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Like, uh I think uh, Monday, Rui, really, we'll, we'll um, when we talk to our, you know. our group there um we'll just Mm -hmm. you know instead of um you know giving them the encouragement with words you and i will do one of those like harmonica duets and they'll be like and then at the end of it they're gonna they're gonna be like wow those guys are great and and i got motivated too and um it was it was a pretty badass song too like it's like okay well um and then uh if you get on spotify too let us know because we'll put that in the description um it would be good to uh, push your uh, kindness out to as many people as possible. I'll put uh, all the links to uh, uh, Justin at Troubled Socks in the description. Um, thank you very much. We'd love to have Brilliant. you back on. And yeah, uh, Thanks so much.
2: I really enjoyed for... that uh, that whole hour of talking. I, yeah, it was really good. So thanks very much for having me on. And it's really nice meeting you, Rui. I hope nice we get to meet, to meet in you in person Justin. at some point. Absolutely. All right.